Let me pretend I'm new. Let me pretend we haven't talked it out. We've been through everything I said was true. Ready, set, go. Hot off the stove, episode three. Yes, sir. We are back. Back in the basement. Yep. Uh, it was a great week for new music. We got some great picks for you. We're going to go through some Grammy picks this episode, that coming up next week. Mm-hmm. we got a great guest who I'll introduce here soon. Uh, but let's start off, Caleb. Give me some new music this week that our listeners missed out on. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so I have this one artist. His name is Wesley Joseph. Um, the song I've been listening to by him has been Creep. Um, and it's really just like a dark R&B track. Um, it's a lot of atmospheric vibes, pretty much like my music go-to, a lot of atmospheric stuff, um, a lot of reverb, a lot of um, just synthy stuff, so it's more of my lane, but that song is fire. Um, and then I also have a song by this underground artist named Ethel, um, Passing Ships, an R&B song. Um, and yeah, she's a beautiful singer. Um, the production is crazy. Um, and yeah, it's a, just an all-around all around banger <laughs> uh and i'll say my next song is from the lyrical lemonade album um, oh was that a was a good album. album that album was crazy i loved it um but yes say Wait, your, which one are you gonna say because i have one on here too okay. that i liked i was gonna say say your grace all right all right i got a different one but i also have fallout <laughs> i liked the uh i liked the one uh first night with okay. Tizo, Juicy J. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the, the energy on that track, so good. Like, like, just, like, did not feel like a mainstream, like, Thanks. rap song in, like, today's, you know, modern, like, scene. But, like, the artists, like, yeah, it was Tizo, Juicy J. Um, and Denzel, right? Denzel, yeah. yeah. And um, I'm going to butcher it. I think, is it Kushi? Koshi? Uh, Coach Ice. Coach Ice. Thank you. <laughs> his manager was in one of our classes yeah Veli. yeah, yeah Veli yeah. came he, i like Veli. yeah Veli's he cool shit. yeah <laughs> he was cool um <laughs> but yeah so that i like that song but say your grace was good too so i'll let you yeah. i'll let you keep going um yeah so say your grace uh and i think fallout was also another favorite um with gus depperton and uh Lil yachty and who else is on that song um i'm checking right uh, now yeah yeah that one's one of the more po- oh joey badass yeah joey badass yeah so yeah, those are my two. Um, but yeah, I like that. I like those picks. For me, I'm gonna go with an artist who I'd never heard of before. It's uh, Twenty One Lil Harold, featuring yeah. JID. Uh, it's called Sundown, and I just want to shout out the sample on this song. So good, so good. It's such a cool vibe. Um, Really great lyrics, and also shout out JID for um, a little Philly reference in there. Uh-huh. A little Philly <laughs> reference in his verse. He said he used to go to the Wachovia before it was the Wells Fargo. Uh-huh. I thought that was a little cool shout out for Philly. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that was a great song. Really like, really like the energy on that one. And then my other pick this week, um, a song by an artist also I'd never heard of before, Black Odyssey, called um, "Want You." um you know black odyssey yep. first love introduction them. really cool like kind of atmospheric but just love the vibe the overall vibe on the track um a little groovy but also a little like melancholy and weird like uh, it was a little different direction than stuff i usually listen to so i found it pretty good found it pretty good and the last one i want to shout out this song was on repeat for me this week it's about 40 years old, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and it was very popular when it came out uh, by Flock of Seagulls, I Ran. I had never heard the song, but I heard it in a reel, and I was like, oh, I recognize that song. I've definitely heard it somewhere, but, like, I never played it, and then it's just been, it's been in my, in my uh, discography just over and over again mm-hmm. this week. It was crazy. Um but yeah, shout out a flock of seagulls too on that. Yes. Um, I love getting like reintroduced to like old music uh-huh. um, that was like either popular or not popular. Um, like you know, and I, it, there's just so much good music out there that you don't think of or remember, and to get reintroduced to that stuff is always I always enjoy that. Yes, yeah, that's what I like about music the most. I think is just like it's like a camera. 
Mm-hmm. You look back, you listen mm-hmm. to certain songs. It's, it's like Snapchat like, memories. It's like a pe- it's like looking back into the past. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's cool. Can I throw in a pick? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes, I'm finally included. <laughs> uh, the song "Instincts" by Eric the Al- Eric the Architect with Westside Boogie. Beautiful. I love Westside Boogie. It's so smooth. Eric goes crazy. Simple hook. Love the mm-hmm. track. Very simple production. Cool. I like it a I lot. Like that. I Put like it that. on the screen. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and also uh, these songs will be posted on our Stovetop Radio playlist um, by the time you see this. Uh, we have to drop that soon, by the way. Um, so, yeah, that will be out. Uh, <laughs> a little reminder mid-podcast, yeah. so we need, reminder. To, need to drop what we've been saying has been dropped for the past yep. two weeks. <laughs> I've also dropped the playlist as well um, with under Sir Autry on Instagram. So Personal go check that out. out. I've collaborated with um, Kid Phantom. Um, he's a recording artist out of Philly. He's great. Um definitely alternative r&b vibes so i've collaborated with him on that playlist got some songs that um match his vibe so um yeah go check that out uh, shout out to you that playlist is excellent excellent i love collab playlists too like Thank you and like when artists like go in and make their own playlist i always find that really cool because i think it shows like who that one who that artist is listening to right and who's inspiring them like currently and maybe what's inspired them in the past to make that music and it kind of gives you like a back door into the artist's like psyche how they're making music and what style they're trying to emulate or, or build on mm-hmm. and i always find that that's super interesting um to it's like you know reading about someone through the, their music choices it's it's right. really cool yeah i totally agree man like um Definitely. Uh, so do you want to move into the, you know what I'm about to say? <laughs> this week, or I guess next weekend, with Grammys are coming up. This is always a controversial time, especially for, you know, people who are in the music industry and really understand the music industry and um, listen to a lot of music. To say, <laughs> To, to say the least, seeing some of the nominations are always a little disheartening because we know there's so much good music out there that doesn't always get um, nominated or awarded or, you know, given that that screen time and um, praise. So we will go through our Grammy picks uh, for a few categories this, this week. Um, and the first one that we're going to go over is album of the year some very interesting choices from the academy on this on this uh category um including john baptiste world music radio boy genius the record endless summer vacation by miley cyrus uh did you know there's a tunnel under ocean boulevard by lana del rey uh the age of pleasure by janelle monet guts by olivia rodrigo midnights by taylor swift and sos by SZA. Yes. so what what are you thinking for this category? Um, so I'm thinking SOS by SZA. Uh, I definitely think she had the strongest album of the year. Uh, and I think um, yeah, it's just a really strong album. Definitely my personal favorite. Um, I also think uh, Olivia Rodrigo and Boy Genius had some crazy um, albums of this year too. And then Taylor Swift as well. But I think if I had to pick three, um, it's definitely going to be SZA, Taylor, Olivia. I think, I mean, I agree with you in the most part. I think, you know, outside of the Miley Cyrus album and the Taylor Swift album, like, I'm okay with all these picks. Um, I think uh, the John Baptiste album was pretty good. Um, the Boy Genius record, the record, um, I have a sneaking suspicion that it might pull off a Dark Horse win here. Um, the Lana record's great. The Janelle Monet record's great. But I, I have to agree with you. I think it's between SOS, Guts, and, and the record um, just because of kind of the the cultural analysis surrounding it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Taylor Swift is going to win. I don't. It's an all right Taylor Swift album. But, again, you know, it getting nominated for a Grammy for something kind of it's just so, I don't know. Get them. Everyone get them. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I'm not, you know crapping on taylor swift she's gonna be in the super bowl now you know but i, I Swifty, think take them out i think i think it's between those three i would love to see olivia rodrigo get it um i think that album was really good i think it's really hard to create um an interesting sophomore album that captures the same 
um, you know, vibe of your first album. And especially for her, her first album was so huge, right? Right. To, to build on that and to have these, have giant songs from there, I think it really established her as uh, going forward, a huge player in, you know, in the music industry, um, who's going to be selling out stadiums, who's going to be, you know, selling out arenas. And, you know, I think we've seen a lot of times in the industry where, you know, people have this great first effort because it's so inspired. It's so raw. It's, you know, they're still, um, you know, climbing to, to that uh, pinnacle of the top, you know, and when they reach it, it's hard to recapture that energy. And I think she did uh, a great job in, in capturing, you know, energy still uh, in capturing the same vibe, but at the same time, very different. Uh, So kudos to her. I thought that was a great album and kudos uh, to the songwriters and producers on that one too. I think I'm going to go with Olivia Rodrigo, but would not be surprised if SOS or uh, Boy Genius take it home too. Okay. Moving on, we got Best New Artist. And this category, I'm very impressed with. I'm very impressed with. I think they nailed it. Um, it, Maybe maybe not all these artists are new, especially to us, um, but... To the mainstream, I want to rename this category "best new mainstream artist," yeah. or, or you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I give because <laughs> these are definitely not art. These artists have been around for the past like at least five, five years. years. Yeah, at like. least five. Years. Like <laughs> Noah Khan. Like I mean, I'll go through them, but like Noah Khan had a a gold single in 2017, right? Yeah. It's not not it's, like he's necessarily new. You know, he didn't just start releasing music this year. I honestly think I think Ice Spice is maybe this actual new artists like within the last year yeah, who really like um fred again up. too fred again yeah yeah, yeah fred too. i guess too. in the yeah. last year yeah fred again um but again mainstream you know yeah. it could have been but the artists gracie abrams abrams sorry fred again ice spice jelly roll uh coco jones no con victoria monet and the war and treaty what are you thinking i'm thinking victoria only because of all of the like she's she's been around for a while making some some waves in like the R&B world but I think this was the year where she really crossed over into that like okay like she's a hit maker like mm-hmm. I, like her song has been on the radio for a while, like for a while now and just it's been everywhere on oh, oh my mama I think the name of it is um yeah it's a great song uh and then I also think Ice Spice of course just because she's been a while for, she's been around for a while making some noise and I think I think Ice Spice would be a interesting pick for the academy because like she is honestly like possibly the biggest new artist on here with noah khan um just in terms of like selling out shows and um song uh numbers you know what i mean right so i think it would be an interesting choice i think all these artists are great um are great picks. I don't think you can go wrong with whoever you pick here. I think I agree, Victoria Monet, um, and also Coco Jones. They're both nominated for for best uh, R and B album. Victoria is mm-hmm. nominated for best record, maybe. Um, so I, I I wouldn't be surprised with any of these. Uh, I hope it's Noah Khan. I love Noah Khan. He's my favorite. Um, so I'm pulling for him, but mm-hmm. but. Honestly, all these artists are really good and probably deserve uh, at least that nomination. So mm-hmm. kudos to the Academy on that one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'll move into oh. some uh, some rap songs. If you want to introduce the best rap songs. Yep. So for the best rap songs, we have Attention um, by Rogue. I'm going to butcher this name. Rogue Age. Well, it's Doja. Oh, okay. Okay, this is... I didn't see that. Okay. Attention by Doja Cat. Um, Barbie World by Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice. Uh, then we also have Just Wanna Rock by Lil Uzi. Um, we have Rich Flex by Drake and 21 Savage. And then we have Scientists and Engineers by Killer Mike featuring Andre 3000, Future, and Aaron Ellen Kane. I mean, that should, that, should so, that should win. Yeah. Scientists and Engineers. Quali- Quality-wise, yeah. I think that's the... Like... Like... like but at the same time, I it's think... It's a songwriter award. Right. How is Just Wanna Rock on here? Was a, I thought we were doing rap. This is rap songs. It's rap songs, but at the top here, you can see it's oh, okay, a so, songwriter okay. award. A song is eligible if it's, you know, releasing the, the eligibility year. I Well, I think part of it is just, like, Just Wanna Rock had the whole world on hold That's true. Like, that's true. I, it's a big public song, obviously. Yeah, but, I mean... But if you're going to say songwriter, like... 
Yeah, if you're going to say songwriter, <laughs> like even Barbie World too, like that's not necessarily yeah. a lyrical masterpiece either. Um, I think, again, you have to take in the the, the um, context of how successful the song was too. They're not going to nominate, you know, yeah. every every random song. But um, I mean, I hope Scientists and Engineers win. That's definitely the best song on, on this. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I'm, for me, I'm picking a... Just want to rock. <laughs> cool. Just going to cool, cool, cool. say that. <laughs> uh, all right. Last pick here. Best rap album. We got Her Loss, Drake and 21 Savage, which feels like it got released ages ago. Uh, Michael by Killer Mike. Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. King's Disease 3 by Nas, which the Academy has eaten up the last two King Disease. So yeah. how about make it a three-peat for Nas? Uh, Utopia by Travis Scott. Um, for, for me personally, I think my favorite would be Utopia. Yeah, I would I, say too. I think, but, I think Utopia would be a big win here. Um, but I do think knowing how the Grammys have been in the past, Nas will win with yeah. Kings of these three. Um, I, I hope not. I hope it's Travis. I agree with you. And I mean, Heroes and Village yeah. is really interesting because it's a producer album. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it is a rap album. It's really good, but it's hard to like give someone a Grammy when they really haven't they didn't do they didn't rap or, or they didn't song write on that album i don't know hmm. it's it's a weird uh you know conundrum there where it's a great album but that's true i didn't think about that yeah like i am i think that definitely should be in the pre- i don't know they need, i don't even know like yeah. maybe a producer category for producer albums like, i mean yeah, they're I becoming know. more and more common i wouldn't yeah, be surprised if they, if they make it its own that would be its own uh category but yeah all right, let's go with Utopia there. Yeah, Utopia. Lock it in. Those are our Grammy picks. Those are our Grammy we'll see picks. if we're right. Yep. Lock in the parlay right there. So now we'll introduce our guest for today. We have Alex Theodorakos. Um, he's a music industry student here at Drexel. <laughs> and um, he's a talent buyer, um, artist band manager for um, Carlia, and band manager for Control to Sound. So, um, yeah, he's booked his artists in multiple shows, such as venues like the Sultan Room and the Apollo Theater, and he's doing pretty well with it. So, brought him on here to explain some, like, just a little bit of what he does on the, on the yeah! day. So, yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah! Get, let's get a round of applause for Thank our you. guest, Alex. <laughs> the awesome. double applause. <laughs> Thanks doing, for having Alex? me on, guys. Of course. Yeah, of course, man. awesome. So, yeah, just, uh, just want to know a little bit about yourself. Tell us where you're from. What got you into music? Well... I could go on and on about that. I'm from uh, I'm from New York. Um, f- I grew up in the city. Still live in the city, technically. Um, what got me into music is like, it's kind of hard to say. It's like a combination of things. Um, I want to say there's definitely influence from my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just like the first songs and albums that I got into were probably like my dad's. I used to like take his CDs and I would download them. Burn them up. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think another big part of it is just like I used to like commute to school a lot, mm-hmm. and I always had like my earbuds in, right. so it was like kind of like I guess like it made it was like comforting to me. Um, so that's like another big part of it too is like when I whenever I would take the bus to school or the train to school, I always had my my earbuds in, and that's a, a lot of the time when I was listening to those songs is like, that's when I discovered like the music that I liked. So, yeah. 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 I, f- I definitely feel that. Especially like, I guess, you know, growing up in New York city too, like surrounded by just creativity, you know, yeah. and, and, and that city is so known for, um, you know, the people that it produces. Mm-hmm. So I think just even like immersing yourself in an environment like that, like pushes people to be more creative. For I sure. feel like, right. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, what, what type of what? So, what is what's your music taste like? What type of music do you listen to? That's like good. That's another loaded question. Uh, <laughs> I'd say like I've gone through phases. So, when I was first getting into music, I would say classic rock stuff. I was really into like Pink Floyd. I was really into uh, some grunge stuff like Pearl Jam, Nirvana. Fire, fire. Um, I could go. I feel on like everyone on. starts with that too. Yeah, like, I know I, I did too. Like I feel like you that's always the case. start like with the rock stuff and then you go into like 
90s hip hop. Yeah. And then like over time you just keep like going in a chronological order until you reach exactly. like, oh wait, there's stuff being released today. Exactly. Like, that's exactly. Crazy. I'm gonna listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> like the Led Zeppelin shit and like all that stuff. Like mm. that's why I started off with for sure. And then um and then I'd say like college, I segued more into um like rap. I didn't really listen to a lot of hip hop, a lot of rap. Um but then I like recently just started getting into like mf doom and like i could go on joey badass um 90s stuff like mm -hmm. tribe called quest i'm really into right now yep. um in college i discovered like frank ocean that was just mm -hmm. like which i feel like everyone has had that yeah frank yeah. ocean moment um yeah but i also listen to like singer songwriter stuff like i love bonnie Vare, i love ben howard um, Sufjan Stevens is really great. Um, I dabble with a little bit of jazz too. Yeah. What kind of jazz? Cool. There's this one jazz album that I am like obsessed with. I've been obsessed with it for like years. It's called, it's like space 1.8 is what it's called. And it's like okay. ambient jazz. Oh. And it is Ooh. like really like one of the most like like you can really immerse yourself in that there's no it's just the music and it's like i really like the twist that this person put on it her name is nala nana Sinefro, and oh, she was like 20 when she made this and i was like i'm, I'm your age yeah the hell do you have <laughs> exactly <ideas>? exactly <laughs> uh, hey. uh dude i mean i love like listening to like instrumental music uh -huh. especially like in the past like two years and what i've done recently my favorite like do you guys like drive like do you have a specific like driving like genre <laughs> that you drive to yes like I do. <laughs> like i have like a specific like type of music that i love to drive to it depends like day or night right but yeah. i have been playing spanish tv show themes let me put you on let me put yeah. you on look up um let me like get the song right here um there is so many good songs. So first one, I don't, um, so first one is called, I'm going to butcher all these names, bro, because I don't think Spanish, but I'm going to give you the, the, the people's names. So uh, Giuliano Sorgini, he uh, has an album that's really, really good. It's pink and green. I don't have the name uh, of it, but you'll, you'll see it if you look it up. And then um, Natasha main theme that's a good one that's probably a spanish movie i think um piero picconi and uh alberto baldon bembo with obolo look those artists up i'm putting you on right now that, these that. this music is crazy it feels that's like so you're random. in like a spanish like I don't even know, bro. It puts you like on you like I was not expecting <laughs> you to say that. I can tell you that much. But that is my that's my uh, top driving music right now because it just like you know puts you in the zone. Long drive, boom, pop that on. I like that question. Fire. Honestly, Fire. though, I laugh when you said that because I like barely drive. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> like you in New York, bro. Yeah. I like it barely drive. Um, I have a license. Do I use it? No, I don't use it. But like. Like, the feeling that you get when you listen to music when you're driving is, like, the feeling I get when I listen to music, like, walking around, uh -huh, like, right. taking the subway or something. Yeah. And I think, like, that's, like, a big part of, like, when I was younger, why I got Traveling with music is it's, such an interesting, like, yeah. it's, crazy. it's such an interesting it, situation because, like, it puts an image or a time to the music. And it's exactly. so, it, like, when I hear music sometimes, that takes me back to, you know, a certain moment and it's it's just amazing like what music can do and with memory you yeah. know i think yeah. it's really cool definitely and i think it's also just like it makes it feel like you're in a movie mm -hmm. like your whole life just feels like a, like all the music that you listen to it just feels like a soundtrack to your life and yeah that's like my favorite part about it personally i like, just wish the camera was like following me around you know? yeah like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a whole playlist called coming of age film like just yeah music, like, <laughs> Is that out? Is that out? Uh, no, that's probably just gonna be for me. Oh, but yeah. but, but, uh, but yeah, like it's yeah, definitely. Um, so I know you 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 had the Donald Passman like all all you need to know about the music <laughs> industry book since you were like thirteen. Now you, yeah, now you yeah. told me that you told me that. So like, other than that, like, what's 
inspired you to really like pursue the music industry and like get in like get out there and just i don't even know something just drew i've always been drawn to it i can't like pinpoint a specific moment but i feel like i also played music too like mm. i have i play guitar i play trombone um but um i always knew that like i always had fun playing but right. i always knew that i wanted to do like the other stuff I don't know exactly what it is at all, but I think one day I just like, I was always looking for new music and then I just started doing research on like what jobs you could have in mm -hmm. music. And there was like a specific website for it. I don't think it's up anymore, but I just remember like scrolling through that and being like, oh, I want to do this. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exa exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, you this told me that so you great. had like the Donald Passman book when you were yeah. like 13. You were like, yeah, I mean, like I went, I think it was like the 2016 edition. I don't know if that exactly adds up to that age, but I was on the younger side for sure. And mm -hmm. like I, I went to Barnes and Noble like with my mom and I like bought the book and I tried to read it. I did read it. Did I? <laughs> did I? Did you did take I a lot away from it? it? No, nah, probably yeah. not. For I those for those of you who don't know, Donald Passman wrote a book that's called "All You Need to Know About the Music yeah. Industry." Yep. It's like the Bible, um, and <clears throat> pretty much every class here uh, yeah, <laughs> mentions, the, mentions that. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like a you know the holy grail of of music industry uh, yeah. knowledge. It so, really is. Definitely. To put a little context behind yeah. that. Yeah. I, I feel like you kind of have to grow into it though. Cause I was like a similar, I had that book like starting out in high school and it was just like, jar like just words. A lot of jargon. Yeah. yeah. But like now I feel like as we take the classes, I start to understand certain aspects. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. And like just working in the industry through co-op and stuff. Like, yeah, For sure. Definitely. Don't tell anyone. I, I still haven't even looked at that book. Dude, <laughs> I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb, that's did you? Funny. Yeah, that's what I just said. <laughs> yeah, but, like, did you really? Yeah, like, because I, I was I was trying to sell beats and stuff, like, in high school. So, like, I was trying to figure out, okay, like, what Caleb if they steal the my stuff? Like, like, what if they steal my beats? Like, what if they? <laughs> so, I'm <laughs> like, can yeah, I do? Like, guy went to a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then YouTube, too, but, but yeah, like, but, yeah, um... And like, so what? Like, actually, like, how, so I know, like, starting can be like the hardest part. So, what actually got you to like say, okay, I'm about to jump off of this cliff and like manage an artist, have an artist's life in my hands? Like, yeah. So. Well, actually, that kind of like fell into my lap a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I started off as like a talent buyer intern. Okay. I really wanted to do something like the summer of freshman year. I didn't want to wait for co-op, so I like did research on trying I, I did the whole linkedin indeed like applying to labels and things i had no experience at the time so it was kind of difficult so i had to like pivot my strategy a little bit um i made a list of all a lot of the music venues in like mainly manhattan and brooklyn and i started like cold calling them and just saying like my pitch like hey i'm trying to get my foot in the door um you know, I really just want hands-on experience. Mm. I remember, like, I called <laughs> specifically. I remember one of them. I called Blue Note up. Oh my gosh, dude! They were not having it. They really? were like, <laughs> they were so dry. They're like, it's on our website, and I was like, yeah, I know. I applied on your website, <laughs> but then I called up this uh, venue that's been around since like the '70s. Mm -hmm. It's called a uh, Cafe Wa. Um, I gave them a call and I was able to talk to their head talent buyer and his name is Drew. He, um, he was, he gave me a chance and, um, they also had another venue a block away. They were owned by the same people. So that's really where I started to get like my first real experience in the industry was at those two places. Um, I guess bringing it back to like the management question, my first project for that internship was to book a show mm -hmm. and it's actually kind of a funny story because i control the sound is the band that i yeah. manage now it was the band that i first started managing i still manage them um i actually went to this like event for my girlfriend's cousin who was in a band um called matter of minutes and they were doing this thing at this like organization called kids rock for kids um 
and this was actually before <laughs> she was my girlfriend. So it's pretty funny. I was like, okay, I'll go to this with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went to go see like her cousin and I wasn't expecting anything of like a show put on by an organization called kids rock for kids. Like I wasn't expecting anything, uh-huh. but as I was sitting there, they started from like kids ages, like five and they work all the way up to like seniors in high school. Right. And he was like a junior in high school. So I stayed like the whole time. And I remember the headliner was a band called, is a band called Laundry Day, who actually has like a hit song that like blew up on TikTok. It's really? like, a, yeah, it's called Friends. Um, so I was like, oh, they have like legit bands up here too. Mm-hmm. So I like wanted to hear them. And right in between her cousin playing and Laundry Day playing was Control the Sound. Mm. And when they performed, I was like, damn. These guys are legit. These guys are so good. They were better than Laundry Day, in my opinion. Um, The energy, I've never seen a front man that could rap and play guitar in that way. He, like, does both. At the same time. At the same time. And I was like these guys are really talented. And then you got like Audrey, who's the bassist, her energy with the crowd. She's an amazing musician too. Mm. Um, and then you got like Carter on the drums and he, he's an amazing musician as well, but like also he like can rap while drumming, mm, right, yeah. which Dude, is doing, like not like, easy. Like vocals while playing an instrument. I don't know if people know how hard yeah. it is. Like it is so hard. You're, you have to think almost in three different ways. It, I have trouble playing the piano. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's really difficult. Yeah, and I feel like for a drummer it's even harder because with the, like for drum, I feel like drums is the only instrument because I started out as a drummer. Like drums is the only instrument where like all parts of your like all limbs are doing completely different things. On top of that, you have to think yeah. about what you're like saying. So yeah. it's just all like, four limbs yeah. doing different shit, exactly. and now you're thinking about being on time. Yeah, when you're exactly. And also the drummer holds everything together. Mm-hmm. So right. if the drummer fucks up, then everybody everyone's fucks gonna up. fuck up. Right. So that's like especially impressive. But yeah, they were really great. And like I said, at the time I was interning at these two venues and I was given the job to book a show. So this was about like a month after I went to that whole thing. Um, And the first band that came into my head was them. I was like, I want to book these guys. So I reached out and... We actually weren't able to get a show together before the internship was over. So I had to like, I had to like beg my boss at the time to like, let me continue with this one project, even though the internship was over. Um, And he gave me like, he gave me a bunch of dates and then the band wasn't able to do those dates. And then we, he eventually was like, I don't know if it's going to happen. But then he wrote me, he was like, we can do the first. And the 1st of January is, like, known to be, like, not a great, like, date. Because that's, like, after everyone's partying on New Year's. Everyone's, like, hungover and everything. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, we're going to try. So Control the Sound was able to do it. Um, And this was my first show ever. It was at their sister venue uh, called Groove. Um, They came through. It was like a sold out show. It yeah. was like I was. It was like honestly, like one of my favorite moments so far, <laughs> of like just like what, just seeing that yeah. all come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's sold out. Like, it was right. sold like, out. Cherry they, on top. They played amazing, and then you had like people on the sidewalk because this place is street level. You had people on the sidewalk looking through the window. Uh-huh. They like couldn't what, fit any more people into the room. Crazy. You know what's one of the coolest things? Just a branching off point. When when uh, venues do that in Nashville, like on Broadway in Nashville, uh-huh. the windows are all open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing outside to the people like on the street. That's it's so, so cool. That vibe is like my favorite. Yeah, favorite exactly. vibe. Favorite vibe. Because you're like, getting like everyone into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you're playing music and you have that kind of draw from people, it's just like. It's special, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, after that show, I was speaking with, um, it's like a whole, it's like a family situation. They've been playing together since they were like kids. The bassist and the guitarist, they're cousins. Um, 
their parents got involved with setting them up stuff when, throughout their childhood. So I was speaking with their dad, who was pretty much like their manager. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still like, we always work together on stuff. Um, I was like, you know, my internship here is about to end, but you guys are wonderful. Like, you guys did really well. And he was like, I'm, I want to work something out with them. I was like, I was like sure, really, like, we'll be able to work something yeah. out. And I kind of, like, dropped a hint in there that I wanted to, like, work with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was, the main thing in my head was pitching to the place I was working at for an extension so was I, that was that this summer or last summer this was last summer okay so f- summer of freshman year um okay. so i uh the thing on my mind was pitching an extension for the job which i ended up doing it mm-hmm. didn't work out mm-hmm. but what's really funny is after i got off the phone about like half an hour later i got an email from the band and they were like join us kind <laughs> of yeah because i had showed my interest mm-hmm. and about like a couple weeks later i think we all met up in the city and it became official so that's how i started managing them that's sick yeah Yeah. and then like you told me the story um about the apollo theater show yeah this is such a cool uh live show if you don't know about it the apollo theater um does this show i'll let alex explain a little more Mm -hmm. where they bring in bands and you basically register yourself pretty much amateur night amateur night amateur night okay so amateur night is like this whole elaborate like glorified talent show Mm -hmm. um that the apollo theater puts on the apollo theater is like the one in harlem like the iconic uh venue you know they've had so much impact on the community the city outside of that as well um, so yeah, they put this show on. It's really popular. Um, now I can't take the credit for Control the Sound getting on that because right. they actually used to do the. There's like a kid version of it okay. that they grew up doing. Ah, uh, so they had the connections. So they had the connections. They didn't even have to audition. They just kind of. They just the, were able to get nod. on. Yeah, so it was their first year doing the, um, like the adult version, right? Um, which was really cool. Like. But they also do, like, side things with the Apollo. And I've started to, like, work with people there and collaborate with them. Yeah, which has been really great. Um, The other artist I manage, Carlia, who I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah. She, I thought she would be perfect for this. While I was watching Control the Sound do Mm -hmm. perform for Amateur Night, I texted her and I was like, you have to do this. Especially since she's a vocalist. And that audience eats that shit up. But also what's really cool about this show is <laughs> what's really cool and uncool <laughs> about this show is that the audience is encouraged to boo off people. So if you're absolute garbage, they'll let they you know. will, they'll, they'll <laughs> let you know they they like want to, they're like yeah. looking for someone who they can absolutely like shit on <laughs> and kick off the stage. So that's something that is definitely unique about that show. But, um, that did not happen to control the sound. I could tell you that much. Um, but there was like some people I tried to do comedy and they were fucked. <laughs> they instantly got booed off. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, actually Carlia is due for her amateur night performance. She auditioned. Oh really? I, Cause you got that email, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she, I told her to audition and she went all the way to New York. Um, she's a Philly based artist. She went all the way to New York, um, auditioned, and they told us that they'd get back to us in, like, three weeks. Like, three months went by, and we lost, like, we were like, okay, we didn't get picked. Mm-hmm. But then she gets an email, and I give her a call. I work through her email sometimes, and I was she was at work, and I was like, guess what? You're not going to believe this. Like, <laughs> you made it like you're going to be performing on in february um which was like such a big win yeah and in between then i've done some side stuff with the apollo as well Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago i got a phone call um they want to control the sound to do this like test run of this new theater that they're opening up like right next door it's called the victoria theater um so they were able to do that 
So like little things like that, yeah. like are really cool. That's yeah, fire. some small like yeah. little shows. I'm all for going. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. the really. intimate, intimate vibes. Yeah, but dude, so let's get into Carlia a little yeah. bit more. Um, she just released an EP, which I'm she sure did. we want to talk about. Yes. Give kind of walk us through the process, maybe of being in a, being a manager and helping an artist, you know, achieve that creativity mm-hmm. um, and pushing the artist to um, you know create some great stuff. Yeah. So I will say with, so Carlia released an EP. It's titled In Time. It's really, really good. Definitely Take check it out. Take a listen, guys. It is so Definitely good. check it out. She is incredibly talented. Her vocals are insane. Her writing is insane. It's really, really great stuff. Um, so when I first started working with Carlia, um, she had these songs on the table already. She They'd been sitting for about i don't know for like a good amount of months Mm. um she works with her producer his name's nathaniel they're like partners okay um so she told me that she wanted to release this ep and so basically when i stepped in it was to help her with the process of the rollout um so we kind of worked together and we would have meetings and you know organize okay, we need to make this post on this day. Um, You know, we got to get some kind of PR for the release. There were two singles that were released. And then it was like the EP was like the big release. Mm -hmm. So we had to go through that whole process. Um, As far as like creating the music, I was not working with her at the time. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, now that it's out where we have this Apollo thing and then you know, I'm excited to work with her. On and you're pretty into like the stuff. live, you know, the live stuff. Right. So, um, creating a show or creating a set, mm-hmm. um, that one, you know, lets the artists be themselves, but also engages the audience in a, in a different, interesting way. Um, what are some of the ways that you've seen, um, be successful in that and, and, you know, create shows that, um, you know, have lasting memories right. and impacts yeah. on the audience and, and the artists too. Yeah. So honestly with the shows, you just kind of have to keep some kind of structure. But other than that, you have to let the artists do what mm-hmm. they do. You know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like it's their show. Right. Yeah. It's their show. Like they're going to, you know, give the audience the memories and all of that. Um, so basically what I do is, I'll talk with them about who they want on the bill, who they don't want on the bill. Um, it's a lot of like scouting for Logistical the right stuff. place. Yeah. And then essentially after that, like they make the sets. I don't, right. I'm not involved yeah. in that. Um, maybe sometimes I'll have an, a little input of like, oh, we did this cover last time. Do you guys want to do a new cover or something mm-hmm. like that? Um, but that all kind of comes naturally. So basically what I try and do is give them a date, give them a place and whatever they want to do with it, like let them. Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, if you really believe in the artist that you're working with, like you're not going to try and control every little thing that they do. So, I mean, I've booked most of my shows with control the sound and they always, you know, they always have a great performance and definitely i feel like it's like with anything like practice inspires confidence yeah and like the more times that you're gonna do a live show and i'm sure it's for you as well like on the back end of it the more times you do it the more confident you are that you know one the show's gonna go well but two it's gonna be a unique experience exactly so i mean i don't know i don't have too much experience in the live area but um, I think it kind of applies to the music industry in general. Like, you know, preparation breeds uh, confidence. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. I got to say, um, I put a show together at World Cafe Live last year. Mm-hmm. And that one is one I was particularly nervous about because I was bringing Control the Sound as a headliner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had never done a show in Philly. They mostly do their shows New York. in New York. Um, but that's actually how... I became Carlia's manager, which is really cool. Um, So I can get into that a little bit. Um, Essentially, I wanted to bring Control the Sound to a new audience. Right. Um, So I wanted to set up a show at World Cafe Live. Um, 
And in putting the bill together, I'd asked some Philly act, but the main person I had in mind was Carlia because I saw her play at a Drexel event called Sonic Soup um, in my freshman year. And she actually was a fill-in for someone that was sick. Last um, minute? Last minute wow. in freshman year. And when I heard her sing, I was just like, damn, she's really great. Mm-hmm. And then I was with a friend at the time. I was like, what's her deal? Like, where is she from? Like, yeah. you know, who's she working with? And at the time, I think my friend had told me that she had a manager. I was like, all right. right. And this was before I was even managing Control the Sound. Yeah. But We're I always kept her in my it. head. Yeah. And the specific thing that was in my head was that she wasn't even like a music industry major, mm-hmm. which I found to be really funny. I was like, wow, she's like better than everyone that just performed. <laughs> <laughs> she's not even a music industry major. Anyway, so this is like over a year later and I'm putting the show together and I reach out and it took me a little while to get a response, but then she finally responded. And so, yeah, she was part of that bill. She brought like a six piece band with her horns, like the whole nine yards. And it was really, really great. And then also on that bill was an artist that she's friends with. Uh, Her name's Andrea Bahar. And she, she's also popping off right now. If you check her on Spotify, her numbers are always Going going up. Yeah. So she was the opening act. She did like a toned down just, you know, her and a guitar right. kind of set. Was this then, was this in the lounge? It was in the lounge. Yeah. I love that space. It's a good space. It's I, like I mean, for me personally, like I just love like the intimate, like concerts like that. Like yeah. it just makes me feel like so, like close to the action. For like, sure. Right, like when it's right in front of you. I'll go into a story, but okay, finish yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. I have. A, I no. just thought of a good one. <laughs> that that honestly is just like that was such an amazing show. Like that was one of my favorite shows that I booked Mm -hmm. because it was in like a new environment. And, um, when you take into account that I brought control of sound to Philly, it was just like, kind of like a full circle moment. Yeah. It was really, it was really great. And then after that show, I was like, okay, I need to talk to Carlia because my (laughs) mindset was like, okay, I'm going to book her for the show. And then after the show, I'll make, you know, and start talking. Right. Yeah, exactly. So then we started working together about like a month after that or something. Um, and that and show was last really spring, great. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in May. So it's been what, about almost a year probably. It's been show. like, I've been working with her like six months. Okay. Six months around there. Right. Control the sound, we're getting up on like a year. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And it, right. it's like, in such a short time period, like to do some of the stuff that, that you've been able to do, right, I think right. is really impressive. Thanks. Like, crazy. Super like, impressive. I try my best. You know? <laughs> and there's two artists too. Like, like yeah. I don't know, a lot of people, like they start out with one and they have one for a while. Like, mm-hmm. like juggling two is like crazy. How, and what were you going to say? Like, Cause I, I feel like I cut you off. No, no, no. Right, yeah, you're good, you're good. Yeah, cause I feel like just juggling two art, juggling two artists can be just like a crazy experience. How do you manage? Well, <clears throat> the thing is, I when I work with Control the Sound, they're all in different places. So you got like Elijah, who's the guitarist lead singer. He's uh-huh. in Boston. Audrey's in LA. Carter's in New York. Um, so we coordinate like via Zoom. So I wanted to work with someone like, you know, in person as well. And we're, I'm kind of able to juggle them both because, you know, management at this point with a smaller artist, it's not like, extremely extremely time consuming right like you things will pop up every day but like it's not like things that are going to take like so many hours and my whole mindset with like obviously right now i'm not like established but i know that i have to do like as much as possible if i want to get to that point so i don't want to like just take my time on everything and wait Mm -hmm. i mean like that's why i went after like that internship in freshman year because I was like, if I wait now, I'm going to be so screwed later because the major is not enough. Yeah. Right. I think that's like a general theme kind of, especially just in the industry and and any creative industry, like the tools are just right in front of you. You just got to do it. Exactly. You just got to do it. And everything that you're going to get along with it is just an additional knowledge based thing. But if you don't go out there and you know, one fail which we kind of talked about last week uh but two just like learn from those experiences Mm -hmm. success or fail yeah um 
like that's the key that's really yeah. i think that's really the key um i to, totally agree to achieving goals in yeah. general and I've, I've had those moments where like i was really excited about something and like it fell through mm-hmm. like completely and i've had shows where like there was an act that you know i coordinated with and i booked and they were like not good yeah and like i've had those moments even recently there was like an opening act and he was like not he was like being extremely difficult and like not nice so like you run into those things and Mm -hmm. honestly like i'm like happy that i have because you're working in the music industry you're going to run into people that give you problems all the time you're not always going to like have your way with everything you know so you know those things happen and you learn from them yep. for sure trudge through yeah yep. exactly we forgot to do something earlier in the show which we usually do and it's a little bit of a fit check uh, we'll get a yeah. little guest fit check going too i thought this was last on on the I did, I on did the thing show. today is it last i don't know i mean I, we can run it now i kind of want to just run it, run it now because i let's see let's you sitting and i remembered that we should have done a fit check but now we got alex and i think we can get alex to give you a guest right. fit check too. <laughs> i mean i'm always ready all right let's, all right, go. let's do it let's do it <laughs> got some elite feats today too new edition new edition today <laughs> we're going we're going second camera angle <laughs> the yeah record camera. that Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, guess what pants? Guess what pants? The Diggies? Diggies. Diggies. <laughs> I, got the, I got the lighter blue ones today. I got my jacket. Guess where from? Diggies? No. Oh, uh, Carhartt. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. Amber Crimea. No. <laughs> I'm not that white. I'm not that white. It is from Gap. Uh, That's what? way whiter That's than way ever. Worse. But look at the kicks, though. I got the Nike. He had to pull out the future Birkenstock Boston's from 2082. Bro, I saw those online. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what we're rocking with today, bro. I like it. That's honestly that's what I got my, my favorite. My favorite fit so far. Wait, did we give a score? Out of ten. Out of ten. Out of ten. And it's because okay. of the shoes, bro. Yeah, I like, like the shoes. All right, the GDs are dirty, but they're not that fucked up. Well, what's the score? Who's giving the score? I'll go first. I'm usually harsh on Dan. I haven't given above a seven yet, but I'm gonna go eight point one today. That's unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go seven. Clip that. Point. Clip that. Clip it. <laughs> seven you got reverb on your fucking. No, I think I just yelled too loud. <laughs> Man, okay, wait. You said seven point four. Seven point four. Okay. Oh my. Oh my. Yeah. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna <laughs> give it a, a nice eight. Solid. Okay. Yeah. Solid eight. Guys, I'm gonna come up. Who am I to like judge anyone's outfit? Yeah, yeah. You're wearing <laughs> Nick's gear. I am. <laughs> Boo. Nick's gear. Well, watch that. Watch Big that. OG <laughs> and an <open laughs> man. I wasn't at first, <laughs> but don't get it because then I'll get off topic if I we know. start talking about the Knicks for I sure. <laughs> I, I guess like the main thing that I want to know is because i know i know how it can be like managing like working with different like personality types so i guess like what's the hardest and easiest part about managing an artist the hardest and easiest part okay that's a good question that is a good question um i'd say like coming in especially if they're already like doing music um like prior to working with you which Uh is usually the case that's always a tough part because like they don't know you that well, you know, all of a sudden you're coming in and you're like trying to help with decision making and planning and things like that. So finding like a balance is always difficult. And it's honestly something that I'm always trying to work on even right. now, because like even like the work I'm doing with Carly and Control the Sound is like Control the Sound. I just came up on like a year of working with them. So it's like still very fresh and new. Mm-hmm. So it's just like finding that balance of like not overstepping not being controlling but also like getting like like establishing like a respectful relationship and something that can become productive Mm -hmm. collaborative Um, exactly so always finding that balance at the beginning i think is like a little difficult but i think like that's just something that happens unless you're maybe like friends with them. Right. But even if you're friends with them prior, that could sometimes make it even more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had that experience really. Um, but I, I've heard from other people, but um, that would, that's what I would say is like the hardest thing is like developing that relationship. Um, the easiest thing 
like I said earlier, is like if you really believe in your artist, then just let them do their thing. And that's the easiest thing is like control the sound. Like they send me demos and I'm like, this is amazing. And I didn't have to do anything at all. I didn't have to talk to them about it or mm. any of that. Maybe I like set up like a date where they should record, but that's about it. Like just letting the artist like do their work mm -hmm. and create like Carlia, like I said, had this whole EP before I even got my foot in the door with her. And I was like, right. this is really amazing. You okay, need to like, release this. Right yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> that's, I was like, we got to release this. Um, so yeah, I would say that's the easiest part for sure. Because like, I think sometimes people like will find an artist that they think is like cool, but you really have to find artists as a different, unique sound, because if they don't have a unique sound, they're just going to get lost in the mix. So if you don't have, if, if the artist you're working with, you, if you don't have to tell them to be unique because their stuff is just already different and new and fresh, like that's like the perfect situation. That's the, that's the yeah. secret, exactly. secret, recipe, secret uh, ingredient. Yeah. You know? And what's really cool about, you know, how I discovered them was like, it wasn't through me like searching on Apple music or on Spotify. I've always been kind of like into naturally finding new music. I didn't even have like, a streaming platform until like my junior year of high school mm -hmm. i had like itunes gift cards and i would like <laughs> go and buy music on itunes so like so I retro think, now <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just like stone like, age yeah exactly <laughs> iTunes. yeah it's just like you know i a lot of my favorite music is stuff that like was playing while i was hanging out with friends or like something like that um that's like my favorite way of discovering new music. And be, the fact that I was able to find control the sound on like a random day. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, look at these guys and was able to actually work with them is great. And then the fact that I was able to put a show together with that band and then discover another artist who <laughs> I thought that same was show. <laughs> really, really great. And then work with her. I mean, like that's just, that's just like a great situation. And working with Carlia, would you say like, your bond has like gotten strong like what types like because i know like mm, I, 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 I up the question Wait, uh, i think good, i think good. i can pick up this question yeah. like <laughs> like because i also manage some artists uh -huh. and like all of them are like really good friends of mine mm -hmm. um and the first time i like like really like locked in with someone who isn't who wasn't a really good friend of mine was uh luke santana and then now since like since i met him and since we've been working together we've gotten super close yeah is that like similar to what's happened with you and carlia or is it still kind of business i think at the moment it's still kind of fresh so mm -hmm. i would say it's still i would say that we're friends right i wouldn't say that we're like super close friends or anything like that but i would say we're at the point where we like respect each other and mm -hmm. you know and we're friends you know we go and we meet and we talk about you know what her future goals are, things like that. Um, but yeah, also it's just like six months in. So, but also that was a different experience because I had worked with control the sound and still do work with control the sound like at a distance. Mm -hmm. So working with Carlia was like a different experience for me because we're able to like actually meet up in person, yeah, right. which has been really great because that's something that I wasn't able to really do prior. So that for me has been like really great because I think being in person, at least like creativity wise, like I have, I don't get any like juice going off of like a zoom meeting yeah. or it's like, tough sometimes. Like it's really hard to be inspired when you're not physically right. around other creative yeah. people. Yeah. Like for me, like I like love to feed off of, um, you know, other people's creativity, like seeing other people do really cool stuff inspires me to want to do cool stuff like yeah. that. Yep. And when, you know, when it's remote, it's really hard to like get that ammo to, to push yourself like that. And yeah. I mean, I think it's great. Like it's crazy how you did all this stuff with control the sound over zoom, you yeah. know, like that, like to implement, to implement and achieve all that stuff in the year over zoom and then being literally across the country. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that that's like yeah. nuts. Um, so, but like, again, like you said, like being in person, um, at least like with us doing the podcast, it's been like great to do it in person and, you know, managing an artist in person and being super, you know, not involved, but super, you know, 
dug in in their uh you know future success like i think that really is what pushes people to the next yeah, level especially yeah. now when there's such a debate between you know remote work and in-person yeah. work and people don't want to go in person i think you know i mean personally I, I like being in person just like pushes everything it's just more natural yeah right. too yeah I, I i prefer it um the only thing that I like about remote work is the fact that I can possibly like work a job in the industry and do school at the mm -hmm. same time. But other than that, I don't really, I'm not really interested in working a remote job. Like I really want to be in the scene. Like I've kind of tried to immerse myself yeah. as much as possible within the scene and take advantage of the fact that I have a place to stay in New York and like I'm really like. Yeah. Immersion is such like a key word, mm -hmm. I think, like creatively. Like yeah. if you really want to do something you have to immerse yourself. immerse yourself like people who you know form new genres or you know elevate smaller niche genres are those people that truly 100 percent immerse themselves in in that space and realize okay i'm gonna do it this way i know exactly you know what this space is because i'm yeah. you know i'm in it i am it you know yeah. i think that right. like really inspires um you know creativity and innovation in, in a lot of spaces also like major imposter syndrome mm -hmm. like major like <laughs> like pretending you know what you're doing when you have no idea what the oh, fuck yeah. you're doing oh, it's yeah. like big yes. i think i've felt that like like right when you get here too like being a music industry major mm -hmm. right Thanks. and you come here and like, i want to be a and r yeah <laughs> and, and every everybody else everybody else is already like you feel like they're miles ahead of you yeah and you're here yeah. like what like i'm not doing anything right now like yeah. i don't know what i want to do having alex here is making me feel like that again. <laughs> <laughs> i, I booking fucking yeah Apollo theater <laughs> yeah like we're sitting in the basement <laughs> no more cool <laughs> guests <laughs> no, thanks guys oh yes. uh, really but, doing this but yeah like i feel like it's like a lot of spaces and it's gonna continue to be like that i think and maybe it's something that is always there. I think so. You know, I think it's I think always so. there probably. Cause I have that too. Like there were people that got internships that I would have like died for mm -hmm. right. like this past yeah. summer. And I was like working at a, it was a cool venue. It's been around for a while. It's well known in the area, but like I want to work at a label. Yeah. Like that's what I want to do big time. And I've always wanted to do A&R. It's funny because I feel like a lot of people are like, let's do it. Let me, I want to do A&R and be like, what does it even stand for? Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> but, um, that's always been my end goal and I want to be involved with labels and stuff like that. And this, this all this other stuff is just kind of like, like I said earlier, like falling into my lap, like just like in me trying to achieve that goal, I've run into these other opportunities and you can't just like not take them mm -hmm. and expect to meet that end goal, especially when it's such a like sought after position. Yeah. Um, and also like a position where like, it's not extremely clearly defined, um, because I feel like A and R means so many different things today, and it, every company has a right. different expectation yeah. of what A and R does. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, but I wanted to go off one of your points there, and it's escaping me right now. But it was a really good point, and I forget it. So it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember. It. Yeah. No, uh, I did because I, I know you talked about goals a little bit, like, and what you were saying. What are your like goals for this year? Like, what are your bucket list okay like i want to book carlia here or yeah, what yeah. Are your my goal for this year i want to put a name to what i've been doing okay so far i've just been managing working out of like right. the artist emails and stuff like that so i want to establish a uh like a company like an llc that's um cool. and put a name to it um so that's one of my main goals my other main goal is to get that label spot right. really like I want to possibly go abroad somewhere for co-op. Mm -hmm. So those are like... Highly recommend. Yeah. Hey, where do you want to go? <sighs> the thing is, I don't even know a lot about leaving the country. So right. the main place that comes into my head, and I think I've told you about this before, is like London, because like I can't think of anywhere else. But I also know that like the music scene in London is big. Um, and I also think because like everyone still speaks English, and I think that would be like the most realistic place for me. Um, but I've like grown up in like a bubble in the city and mm -hmm. like haven't really left so much. So going abroad is something I definitely want to do. 
Yeah. For sure. I remember what I was going to say. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you said it's fallen into your lap. Yeah. But I think the really cool thing is it didn't because you pushed yourself into these spaces and it only came about because you pushed yourself there, right? So it didn't necessarily fall into your lap. It, you know, maybe a door opened, mm-hmm. but it was because maybe you kicked it a few times. Yeah, it, I appreciate right? that. It might have yeah. fallen like into your phrasing. lap. It might have like fallen into your lap, but your lap was in the right place. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. like you put your lap exactly. there. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I wouldn't like say that fell into your lap. I, I, think, I think that's a key thing too. Like, cause I, I feel like I've kind of experienced that a little bit too. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, like kind of these, you know, maybe this opportunity was just, you know, there and I took it, right? Yeah. But it was really only there because I like sought it out, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I think I think that's an interesting way. I appreciate of, that perspective that. Yeah. for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, do you, like what advice do you have to any like aspiring talent oh, buyers? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if I'm in a position yet where I can <laughs> give advice, but I guess I don't know. I want to give a good piece of advice because I feel like when like through school we've gotten like all the same shit like mm-hmm. oh you gotta be a people person and yeah. oh you gotta develop network. your network like duh i have to develop my fucking <laughs> network of course i like w- thanks for the valuable information <laughs> um, i'm paying how much i guess maybe i'll rephrase one of those pieces of advice and just be like you gotta learn how to deal with like assholes sometimes right. And I'm not talking about the artists I deal with. I won't make that crystal clear. (laughs) But you will bump into people that are going to shoot your shit down and make it difficult for you. And, like, if it falls through, they're not going to care if it falls through because what's it to them? So you really got to, like, push your stuff, especially if you want to be in an industry like this. If you want to be in the music industry, you have to be all in 100%. Mm-hmm. If you have any doubts, if you have any other interests that you think, oh, I might prefer doing If you want to be in the music industry and be successful, that's your end goal. Like, yeah. that's been my end goal for, like, almost 10 years now. And, like, I've always wanted to do it. And I just really can't imagine myself doing anything else. And you know, in the future, if I end up not being in the industry, I'm going to be super sad about it, <laughs> but I'm going to do But it might like, be because, you know, something crazy happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you became like a mega lottery ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even, even if I, even if that happened, I'd still try and make a label or something. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean that, I would say that's my major piece of advice. It's like go right. all in right? because otherwise if you don't have that mindset, I don't think it's going to work out. Right. So I've always totally told agree. myself that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, thanks for coming on today, Alex. It's been thanks a pleasure so much, talking guys. to you. It's been a pleasure, man. Um, our guest, Alex, go check out his artist, Carlia. Oh, and can Control I plug? Sound. Of course, of course. Can I plug? Okay, plug, awesome. Plug, plug, plug. Straight this ahead. Cool. Straight ahead. Straight ahead. I've been like <laughs> awkwardly taking glances at this camera. <laughs> nah, look, the entire time. Dead in its eyes. Okay. <laughs> Carlia just released her EP in time. It is really great take a listen 18 minutes long it's so good it'll be the best 18 minutes of your life um control the sound also is has music on the table no announcements yet but there are demos that are going to come to fruition soon and if you want to hear music that you haven't heard before and the next big thing listen to that when it comes out so keep an eye on control the sound and carlia they're amazing artists it's the future of music, the future of the New York City music scene, the future of the Philly music scene. Those two artists are key artists, so definitely check them out because they're super under the radar. And right and there. stay updated on their shows too. Follow Absolutely. them on the socials. Absolutely, um, I'm sure they got some got some uh, live shows coming up. Yeah, yep. we got some live shows in the works. Nothing official yet because we just came off of break, which mm-hmm. was like a whole bunch of shows during break. Um, so. Probably during springtime. Yeah, we'll definitely check those more. out. Yeah, come for up. sure. But, but thanks, Alex. It's been a pleasure talking to Thank you. Thank you guys so much. And, and yeah. This is so cool. Best of luck. Thank <laughs> yes. you. Do I like get up and leave now? Yeah, walk out. Just walk like, out? Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. Walk get, out. Get the hell <laughs> off our set. I call it love. I call it hate.